to the Power Through Podcast. Good morning. With Coach Keith. Sorry, Hannah. And uh, we are, we're talking about, we talk about values, strength, community, uh, and uh, then we try to relate it to what's going on in, you know, past experiences we've had, how relate it to um, what's going on in your life, any challenges you're having, and uh, hopefully it will give you some value and some takeaways that, you know, allow you to apply it to something going on in your life um, to help you win. We want you winning. Every day. Um, that's kind of, um, I was recently writing out some, uh, some things that, some, some whys to what I do. And uh, in, in the pursuit of clarity, and clarity is our word of the day, and clarity equals power. I believe it equals power because with clarity you could have uh, a, better, a better vision of where you're actually headed, you know, where you're going, what you want, why you want it. You need to know all those things, and that's going to give you more certainty um, and, uh, and power. So uh, I was trying to come up with recently what I'm doing, why I'm doing it. And, and, and part of my why was um, I, I like to see people win. And maybe not when I'm playing against them, like in Monopoly. I don't want to see them win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, you, know, you throw a nickel down on a wager for this guy and, uh, you know, uh, we're going up against the yeah. gauntlet. Let's... Let's let's be clear on something here. If if I'm playing a game with you, I'm playing to win. Okay? If I'm coaching the game, <laughs> then I I'm wanting to see people <laughs> trying to win, of course. Yeah. And yeah. and I if if I'm the captain of your team, I want to do what I can to help you win. Uh but with coaching in general with health and fitness, uh, when I see people winning, that's what gives me a lot of gratification. Uh, when I see people overcoming uh, obstacles, doing things they never thought possible, changing their mind frame from I can do this to I from I can't do this or I didn't even think this was possible to like, oh, like, look what I just did. I can't believe I just did that. Like... To see people going through that transformation and having that emotional impact on someone gives me the biggest gratification uh, and, and is why I do what I do. It's a selfish thing. For one, of course, I'm helping someone. I like to see them making those accomplishments. But for me, it's like very gratifying to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. You know, I, as you were speaking, you know, I was thinking, you know, being a coach, an instructor, NCO, father and husband, you know, you know, like you're saying, you're rewriting your goals, and I'm all, mine are purely selfish. Mine are just, I, me, mine. And I'll explain, you know, it's very similar to what Coach was just saying, Coach Keith, uh, you know, I want to see people succeed. I want to push them to their brinks where they just can't, 
and then find a way to do. Uh, you know, it's 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 personally gratifying. You know, being in that position where I couldn't. To being in that other position, of, I just did. Um, you know, like early on in one of the earlier podcasts, you know, I was trying to take that word, the words I can't out of my language to I won't. Because it's a clear, a conscious decision of like, yeah, there's a potential I could do it, but there's a high potential I'll fail at it. So, you know, it's it's a clear, conscious decision between I won't and I can. And if you can, eventually you will because every little failure, every little movement you take trying to get through that obstacle or over it, through it, around it, under it, some of people might be the dunk wall, right? To see them succeed on that, to see my own successes. You know, I was looking on Facebook and I saw memory pop up from three years ago from a person I coached and, uh, you know, I was thanking, thanking me for believing in them and having faith in them when they were doubting themselves. And uh, it was a moment of clarity this morning for me, and it really brought to home how selfish I am with those uh, rewards that I get from coaching, instructing, being a mentor. So, yeah. Yeah, they make you feel good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's... Uh, and that's what's great about when you are following, you know, your dreams and your passion of, of really what um, what is, like, gratifying for you. Like, when you're dealing with, like, what you do for your, your, your work, for your job, your hobbies, finding those things that really give you that kind of reward. Um, it, it, uh, it's what, what we chase. I mean, and that's, that's why we follow what we're doing. Um, but what you, what, uh, what you want to do is use this concept towards your health and fitness too. And, you know, with clarity, thinking about what it is, you know, what do you want and why do you want it? And, you know, maybe it's you want to, um, you want to lose 20 pounds. And it's like, why do you want to lose 20 pounds? Because if you don't have that why there, it's going to be really easy to fall off and start coming up with excuses, um, reasons why you, you are, are, can't do it or why you fall off. So, so having the why of you want to lose 20 pounds is something you want to be thinking about, um, when I was talking about the uh, why of, you know, having a fitness program and helping people win, the why for me is I love to see people break through barriers. I I, I love to see them. If I, it, 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 it happens, it's happened before, you know, where I see people at the end of say like an obstacle course race Mm -hmm. and they're crying at the finish line. And it's, it's, the thing about it is like, for me, when I'm crossing that finish line, it's like, cool, I did it. That was awesome. But I'm not crying about it because it's not that significant for me because it's just something I naturally do. You know, I grew up playing in the forest all the time and, 
you know, running around and climbing things. And that was just my normal childhood. So for me, those things are, are like, they're not, they're not that difficult. Um, so for me, it's all about just like, that was really fun. I love that because it was fun. Now, when I see people going through this emotional, um, this emotional thing of like, wow, I can't believe I just did that. They, they, I didn't realize that they didn't have that kind of real belief in themselves that they could do it. Um, cause that just wasn't in my reality of, of what was going on. And so, uh, I'm sorry, I'm just trying to put the words to, to explaining this, but I'm just, you know, when I see that, I'm like, wow, this really actually changed their life. And that is so gratifying for me. Um, so it keeps me wanting to keep helping people and have people make those emotional, you know, I don't even know what you call it. Um, well, wi- emotional wins, I guess, you know, yeah. successes and, and believing in themselves. And it's, it's just so rewarding. I think you're trying to say is, you know, that overcoming those obstacles, you know, and when you get to that race, it's an emotional thing. Like my first race bad. Uh, coming into this, you know, it was emotional getting through it, just getting to the end. But um, the uh, what I was going to say was uh, the power and the strength you find from completing that brings a clarity in your view of yourself. It clarifies how you see yourself. You see yourself as stronger, more powerful, because you overcame things that... Uh, we're stopping you mm-hmm. and making you believe you can't. And then when you got a community around you, a team around you, race mates, people you don't even know along the trail, supporting you, helping you. It's 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 a powerful, it's powerful. And I understand, you know, why I see people crying at the end of those races because you know, they overcame something that's life-changing, altering, and they have a clear view of who they are now mm-hmm. for that moment. Yeah, I, lo- I love seeing that. Um, and that's where what I'm trying to use that in relation to your health and fitness is to think, you know, why do I want to lose 20 pounds? Why do I want to be stronger? You know, why do I want to, uh, you know, uh, be, why do I just want to be healthier? Why do I want to have better healthy eating habits? Why, why do I want to do all this? And it, that, that why has to be there. It's, it's, it's going to be that, that North star, right? It's that thing that's driving you towards what you want because you know, it's not just, uh, you know, maybe you just really want to look good and feel good in your skin. And you maybe you just really want to be able to wear a bathing suit and feel comfortable wearing it. Or maybe it's because you want to be there long term for your kids. Or maybe it's that you know it's your responsibility to take care of yourself and not leave yourself vulnerable to certain things, yeah. to certain diseases and sickness and things like that. You you have to have this, like, that, that why has to be there. So that's what you want to think. Like, yeah. take away today, like, what, what do I want? Why do I want that? I'm going to give you a little exercise. 
uh, came from the book Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. Um, it's called The Accountability Mirror. Write a goal on a post-it and write your reason why. You know, whether it's 20 pounds to be, be less prone to diabetes is your why or to be healthier or to take a walk, 10-minute walk three times a day. Why? So that I'm more mobile so my joints don't ache. Post it on your mirror where you brush your teeth, where you wash your face in your bathroom. And every time you go into the bathroom to wash your hands, shower, shave, brush your teeth, look at that note and say it out loud while looking at yourself in the mirror. It reaffirms your goal and it becomes a natural thought process. Okay, I'm going to eat clean today. So, why? Because I like the way I feel the next morning. It improves my athletic performance. Um, so, you know, take a note, take a goal, write your goal down, write your why, put it on your mirror, leave it up there for a week and see how well you do. Just one goal. That's it. Look at your accountability mirror. Yeah, good one. So let's take a look. Let's go back to where we're at with, with Sarge's story and... Let's see how we could pull clarity into this. And uh, <laughs> so, so Sarge, he pat, I guess there's, there's, uh, he, he, he technically, he kind of passed this test. It I'm, was a I'm give finding me. out. It, it they, was a give me. It was a give me. Now, now they said you passed. They said I passed. They confirmed met. But I, you still had to do push ups? Well, I, I failed, okay, I what failed do you the push up section. So what does so that I mean? I got enough points to pass the test based off of my just barely pass. But I failed on one utterly on the push-ups. Which means, you know, I have to work on that event. But I still got, for whatever reasons, again, like I said, this time I was getting these green lights. And I did, which, which I shouldn't have. And this is where purpose and passion kind of meet and clarity you know, it's a confusing time. You know, I'm like, I'm failing. Deep down, I know I'm failing, but I'm progressing, right? And they're looking at my records from zero to 51 to 27 push-ups to meeting that just barely with within a second, that two-mile run. So they're seeing this push and this progress. I had some help from the doc early on with some cortisone you know so I had all these things going for me but yet deep down I was like I'm, I'm still a failure I'm not, I'm not meeting standard so I pushed hard you know my next test was another year and during mm -hmm. that year I had time to train um, I started uh, instructing assisting uh, and started loving that you were instructing and assisting what? I was assisting uh, radio calls. I was a radio man when I got hurt. You know, so I was in that, you know, 25 Charlie, or at the time was a 25 uniform, which is radio RTO, radio telephone operator. Uh -huh. um, so I knew my call signs, and I didn't need to be out in the field to teach those. I didn't need to be in a Humvee or, or weighted down with, with, with tactical gear my LBV or plates or, or carrying an M4 or a man pack radio. I didn't need to do that to teach. 
mm-hmm. right? So they, they started introducing me from, you know, being a, a typist clerk to an instructor. And this is the colonel taking me into a CLS classes, you know, combat lifesaver classes, and started getting into that, right? Getting into the radio calls, finding out the vitality again of communication, clear, concise communication. And so we're in around 2007 now. 2008, kind of 2007, 2007 2008. 2008. It's been around three, four years. It was Coming in three and a half. So about 2008, going into 2009. So it was about three years after I started getting into the structure instruction. But two and a half when I was going through all those testing, the PT tests. Yeah. So now I'm getting into about three, three and a half years post. Okay. Yeah. And your 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 weight was around, you know. I was at two oh six. Two oh six. Two oh six and a quarter. So <laughs> you're getting to do this um, duty that you're enjoying. Yeah. Um, and then so so, what's going on now? What what are you trying to do at this point? What's what's your, what's your purpose at this point? What what are your goals? To get, what are you working towards? What's... To get released from my profiles and waivers for physical uh, field duty and uh, just to be a, a regular soldier who needs standards. Okay. So that's my goal. I, I don't want to be another Audie Murphy or Chester Pulley, some great military heroes. I just want to be an average Joe, go home to my wife and kids, meet the standards like I was doing before, have that old Andrew Beck, that old Sergeant Hannah, you know, the Alpha Hotel. Um, those are my initials, and that will go into that. It's part of the uh, Aries uh, syndrome of being a, an a-hole. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I'm trying to find those guys, that guy again, trying to find my strength and power. So I'm lifting weights. I'm running. And, uh, you know, I'm at this little hole-in-the-wall Flex of Fitness in Mountain View no longer there and someone says hey why don't you try 10k what are you talking about 10k yeah it's a race 6.2 miles in Santa Cruz nice you know you can do that try it you can walk it are you crazy I'm not going to do that I'm not a runner anymore my legs are jacked come on just takes the first few steps this was some random person at that little gym See me there at, you know, five in the morning, four in the morning, lifting, walking on the treadmill, trying to jog it, trying to move it, you know, running. So, come on, just do it. So I went with him, started running through Mountain View, around the train station there, doing different things, progressing with instructing at nine-line medevacs, call signs through the combat lifesaver courses, going back to reserve duty, integrating back into life you know and then it comes time to do the 10k which is in Santa Cruz in April I did it I showed up by myself I didn't even tell my wife I'd signed up just to go do it for myself well there's this person they show up from the gym there and they're like hey you ready (laughs) if I'm not today I'm not going to be tomorrow (laughs) You know, and that was the last thing I said. You know, we started running and walking and running and walking. You know, six miles took me about an hour, 30 minutes. Because there was some hills and stuff. I was not used to running on the track. Uh, first race, so I didn't know what I was getting into. It was just a simple, you know, I never 
did any of those type before. You know, mm-hmm. It was just two miles and you're done. Three miles, five miles and you're done kind of thing. You could stop and breathe. But uh, this was a little different because it was for me. It was more of a mental challenge just to get beyond the two miles. You know, again, another little rat chihuahua there. Come on, you can do this. Don't stop, just walk. Don't pass me was the pacer. My, 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 this, this random friend of mine. You know, and they paced me. They kept me going. They kept me running. You know, it felt like I was back on duty again, you know, with my, with my squad. So, you know, I got that. I still have that on my mirror in my dresser, that, that uh, number for that race with my times on the back. Um, and that was a benchmark from there. Started doing 5Ks, 10Ks, running, lifting. Life returns normal. Come time for my fourth PT test. And I'm ready to go off to AVID school, which is Army Instructor School. I passed the test. All three events. All right. What What were you doing differently? You were, you were training a little bit more, mm-hmm. right? Were you making any more changes to your, to your uh, eating and, oh, yeah. and your other lifestyle? Oh, yeah. Habits. <laughs> uh, you know, the eating went almost purely clean. I started pretty much, I went almost vegetarian, vegan for about six weeks and just juicing. Okay. I was drinking so much carrot juice that I actually had a slight yellowish-orange tinge to my skin. (laughs) (laughs) In six to eight weeks, I was on that. Just purified and cleansed, right? Getting those vegetables in daily. A little bit of meat here and there. Were you drinking? I had stopped drinking. Uh, I just, one day, I felt good. I didn't need the, the Vicodins. I didn't need the oxycodone or the or the booze uh, still smoking so you're doing a cleanse but you're still smoking oh yeah okay <laughs> no I don't know lie about that I'm just straight up smoking yeah smoking okay. fool alright but hey dropped out a good amount of the alcohol a good amount of the painkillers yeah uh, trying to eat more clean juicing um, still smoking mm-hmm. training a little bit harder a lot harder. Got a 10K in, pass the test, then what's that mean? That means I go off to Army Instructor School and I can start to teach virtually almost every subject that the Army can throw at you, you know? You, 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 you learn a method of instruction. How long and what, what's that training look like? like? Six to eight weeks. You go in. Okay. You go uh, six weeks. So you go in, you've got to go through the PT test and physical again. And then they have an obstacle course. <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a lot different because, you know, as you go in, you're in squads and platoons. So, you know, the squad, you know, I was in you know, squad three. And so we, it was our turn. And you're allowed to do the obstacles by teams. And that morning, uh, for whatever reason... They called a safety on the monkey bars. They were too wet. Couldn't get a grip. For whatever reason. Okay. No big deal. So we go up. First obstacles. The eight foot wall. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. So they look at me. Okay, Sarn. You're going up over first. We're going to throw you over. (laughs) Basically, that's what happened. They hit me up and I just plopped. Scared as hell, uh, you know. 
you know, first time in a while since I left the earth that high. Um, <laughs> get over that, you know, the next thing you know, we're going up, climbing a 30-foot wall. They're talking me through it. I had done these things before. Uh, just, you know, and I wasn't thinking. I had just had a clear purpose. Is okay, I'm just going to get through this. I'm not even going to think about it. And just started doing it. And, you know, and then the rest of the obstacles kind of just fell into place. You know, with, with the team, it made it a hell of a lot easier than doing it on for time. So we got through that. I felt pretty good. Got through the instructor school, and then I started instructing. Nice, nice. Um, and teaching, you know, like a, like a sergeant is not only just someone who leads, but they mentor, they coach, they discipline, they reward. Um, I started learning again what it meant to be that type of sergeant, that NCO. Awesome, awesome. And this was around, we're now around 2008 or 2009? 2008, 2009. Okay. Going into that. Okay. You know, uh, heights of the war, so I'm constantly busy almost every weekend. I'm either, you know, Fort Funston, Hunter Liggett, Roberts, Camp Slow, you know, you're all over. Sometimes you need your in a different state for a few weeks just just to go and train uh, you know it's called the you know, uh, soldier readiness program srp you know just okay. pre-combat training okay. they needed those people with experience to start get these these kids i call them kids because they're you know a lot younger than me now ready to go downrange to be deployed wow, wow. um and that's where my purpose met my passion you know, my passion early on was just to get home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not knowing this, right? It was a three, four-year journey to get here, right? To get to that point where, like, huh. Like I told this person that, that their memory came up on my Facebook, you know. You know, thank you for believing in me and having that faith in me, you know. Si se puede, right? So I finished, you know. And then the colonel calls me up. It's been about six months since we've seen each other. It used to be almost weekly or monthly. He goes, come by and visit when next time you're over here at Parks. So I did. And he goes, let's see how you're doing. You know, he goes, uh, I got your unit records and talked to your commander. And you're doing really well. You see that you passed your, your fourth test finally. You got your weight under control. You're now riding at 200, so you're six pounds underweight, which is good. You don't need that three-pound waiver of the tape. Um, he goes, uh, do you know why you're here? I said, well, no, you called me, you wanted to talk. He goes, that's a rhetorical question. Do you know why you're here? Do you know what your purpose is? Sir, I don't know what my purpose is. He goes, you're to teach. You're to instruct. You're to mentor. You're to groom and raise up people. And you agreed with that? You felt like that was yeah. in line with what you were feeling? I felt like the phoenix rising from the ashes, right? I'm like, shit, I was there. And he goes, see, I believed in you when you didn't believe in life. And, you know, it was kind of a weepy moment, you know, and I'm an ugly crier, but uh, it's not <laughs> bubbles and all, but uh, it, yeah. it brought home that clarity, right? Mm-hmm. And it made me help, it 
it, 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 I should say, it illuminated my path home. Yeah. I was at the crossroads. You know, my passion is to go home, but what's my purpose of going home? Why do I want to go home? Well, you didn't know what your purpose was at exactly. that point. Besides, you know, probably, I mean, you have your family, you know, um, but beyond beyond the family, it's like, what are you, what's your purpose? What, what, am, I, what am I doing? You know, I mean, um, it's, of course, a big part of your life with family and taking care of your family, but then a lot of times we need something like, what else are we, it's not your, life isn't just about taking care of your family, it's about something more it's like reaching beyond your goals right and you know when I'm coaching classes and stuff you'll hear me say like reach beyond the suffering till you find not suffering right well if you reach beyond your goals you're gonna find a new goal that'll keep those that flame burning for those current goals you're working on like okay if I can do 50 push-ups maybe I can do 52 tomorrow right it's like we're constantly pushing our athletes, coach. Yeah. The next set, one more. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a good spot to kind of end off. And, and uh, I think um, it was nice to hear at the end where we're talking about kind of like you could see how the, the, the colonel, you know, the people you surround yourself with, mm-hmm. you know, in this story, the colonel, uh, he believed in Sarge when he didn't believe in himself. So it shows you the power of having a community or a coach or people that are backing you up and supporting going, no, you could do this. I believe you could do this. So that's why it's so important to surround yourself with the right people because if you get caught up with the people who are always telling you, oh, I don't know, maybe you should just kind of keep your standards a little lower, you know, maybe that's too unrealistic. Why don't you just chill and relax? You know, it's... There's a lot of people that sound like they're trying to help you, but they don't understand that that's not helping you. Um, And you want people who are going to believe in you and push you to be your best and be positive. And, you know, so that's really important, you know, that power of people believing in you and and surrounding yourself with them. And then, you know, it gave, it, it really helped. It it really helped. It was nice that the, the colonel helped Sarge with understanding what his purpose in mm-hmm. is because that, it's a tough question to figure that out, to go, really, what's my purpose? Why am I here? Um, and it's something he was feeling, and it's not like you're just trying to tell people what their purpose is. You need to figure that out on your own. Mm-hmm. But someone might give some ideas like, hey, you're really good at teaching. You know? You're really good at doing this. And it's like, yeah, I, I, I am. Actually, I do really enjoy this, and I get a lot of fulfillment from this. And this feels like what I'm actually, you know, a big part of my life and why I'm here. And so, you know, that's, that's, that was a great, a great moment right there. And, um, you know, it comes back to having that clarity of why you're doing things, what you really want, and why you want them. And, um, you know, something to think about. Yep. Okay. Um, yeah, so I think we'll finish off there unless there was anything you wanted to to add to that. I'm good right there, man. Cool. Um, yeah, so we'll take off we'll we'll on next episode we'll we'll take it from there and see what happens next in Sarge's story. And um 
Yeah, see what happens. All right, man. We'll see, see what's what going on, man. Yeah. yeah. It's getting a little easier to talk about now. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, like I said early on, you know, going through it. You know, thank God, Coach always been been on me. You know, keeping me in line, making sure I'm extending my arms on the push-ups. You know, getting my knee down on the lunges, doing form. You know, he helps keep me in line mentally. Because you know, right now it's like the first few podcasts, man. My 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 mind was going right, and I was reliving <laughs> you know, March fifteenth, and I was reliving that all these memories flooding, and uh, you know, yeah. it was good to have someone to hold me accountable. Yep. Yep. Right on. Well, we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. All right, here we go. Send them out. Danger. All out. All right, guys. Peace out. See you next time.